Okay, welcome back to the uh, Personal Jukebox Podcast. I'm Simon, the host of the show, and I'm joined today with the self... Oh, fucking hell, self man. Yeah, self-proclaimed idiot in the middle, Ning from Jeff Not Safe. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Give it up. Good morning. That was like a sleep right in the afternoon. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> what did you think of that? All right, awesome, yeah. yeah. That's okay, yeah. <laughs> right. So, we're here at episode two. Obviously, this podcast, um, we're either going to be looking back at an old album, looking through that track by track, giving opinions on it and stuff like that, or we're going to be doing what we're doing today, which is a top 20 retrospective countdown. Ning was kind enough to join me on this venture for that one. If, if it were not for him... I don't think I would be doing this now, this bit, because I think oh, I would have been—I would have—I would have been hitting my head against a wall up, you know, at the corner of Shit Street, trying to work out which way to do it. But I'm yeah, no expert. I'm not even done podcasting for a year yet. <laughs> I'm no expert. Okay, so I put it to him a few different things, a few different, and we settled on doing the top twenty countdown of the twenty-first to the twenty-seventh of April, nineteen ninety-six. All will become clear as we go through that. So, yeah, you want to get into it? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, that date in particular. Yeah, that, go on. That, that week led up to my, <laughs> what, what year was it, 96, to my 20th birthday oh. week, weekend. No shit. 27th was, was the, so the charts crazy, was on right? a Sunday, weren't they? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 27th yeah. would be the Sunday after or whatever it was, so uh, then yeah. my birthday was like two days after. So that week in particular, as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, I remember that really well. That's just that week before my twentieth birthday. This is just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is just stupid thinking about years it. Ago. Man, <laughs> Twenty-four years ago, Christ it love. Is. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Right, before we get into the the, the top twenty of the songs, there's one song I'll always pick out from the rest of the top forty. Yeah, okay. to like hit you with. Now this was a song that was at number forty in, in this that week. week. Number forty. Yeah, number forty Come on. in this week. You recognise her? Huh? Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the one, Yeah. Off, um. This was my first person. This was on Fishing for Lucky's. And this is Sick of Drugs. Fishing for Luckies. Was this the one that you had to send off for? Was this the one that they got to send off for from the like? Um, was it the fan club or something like that? Weren't that Fishing for Luckies? My best mate in the entire world, the other member, sorry, the other guitarist from Jiff Not Sick, yeah. Mr. Les Pulowski, yes. who's mm. the best person to ask about anything Wild Hearts related. First person but, I ever knew, so, loved yeah. him. There was something like that, it wasn't official release as in go down HMV and buy it, there was some yeah. kind of yeah. shebang attached to it. Yeah, I'm sure I remember something like that. Um, and yeah. it was also at a time when the Wild Hearts were struggling for a record deal, because they'd just... Uh, they just ditched East West, I think it was. Mm-hmm. No, no, they were with East West and they were having a rough time with it. 
uh, which is why the album that came out after this was Anthem. It was an absolute load of shit, and it was done to uh, get away from the record label, basically. Which, weren't the album after this fuck? Uh, no, the fuck was before this. Oh, was it? No, that's a really, really fuck good album. Like 95, 96, and then this... See, Fishing for Luckies, I think, it's one of those albums that Wild Rocks did, it's like all their B-sides and all the shit that they used yeah, for yeah. fuck yeah. that wasn't needed and stuff before. Ah, okay. See, yeah, I, I, I knew there was something. A lot of bands do it. They literally release everything that they do, like No Effects. Uh, one of their albums is called 45 or 46 Songs That Weren't Good Enough For Our Other Records. <laughs> and that is literally all the shit that wasn't good enough to fucking put out. So no they just thought, fuck it, stick it on an album, put it out. Okay. See, so it. Fishing for Luckies was kind of that because the, there was another CD that came with it or an extra that you had to buy that was called Fishing for More Luckies. Okay, no, I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah. Nah. See, I, I really loved it. It was a really good album. The amount of times I've... Um... Uh, Ginger, the front man of the Wild Arts, it's uh, one of his... Uh, well, he'll say it's, one, it's, it's the, the most darkest times of his life around that time. Oh yeah, he was he was real bad when he was doing shit like that. <laughs> they still going as well? Oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I um had the pleasure of uh meeting Danny Waldart last year. Danny Waldart, yeah. No shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good, yeah, good band, good band. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, was the when you say they released the, the crap album after, was that the one where they came back? And I, I think the the video was like them in a white room, and it had like just got a really really That's clanky one, guitar. Uh, yes, that was the one that Danny sung on, and uh, I have reliable sources that when he came back in the Wild Arts one of it, he wanted that song put in the set list and to be fair when they play it right not as it is on the album yeah. it sounds like a tune okay. but he, 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 he specifically said oh we're putting that one back in the set because there's a decent PRS wedge from it every time they play it <laughs> oh, so he was like right thanks for getting me back in the band but what you can do to give me a bit of extra money is if we play Anthem at every gig that'll, uh, that'll boost up our fund rather nicely thank you very much they did um, really catchy poppy-ish songs, some of them, yeah. I Want to Go With The People Go is like, man, the, the chorus is on that, I like. Ginger, Ginger Wildart is, is just a, a genius, a grumpy bastard, but an I can absolute imagine, yeah. genius. Yeah. Absolute genius. I can imagine he's very jaded with the whole... Yeah, he's jaded. He's jaded, man. Yeah, like completely oh, worn down is. by years of it now. But hey, yeah. fair play. Fair play. Right, yeah. So, I, I, can I just yeah. check? What, t- t- have you got a chart position for that song? That, that it, was 40. It was 40. That was 40, so it made the charts, yeah? Yeah. Because I saw the Wild Arts on that tour of around that time. Yeah. Wherever they were playing or whatever. Ah, okay, yeah, and yeah. They were yeah. promoting that song at the time and they were promoting the other single, Red Light, Green Light. Yeah. Like I said before, they were trying yeah. to get out the record label. They were that fucked that they didn't have even have a video made mm-hmm. for red light green light so they just literally had like a video of like red light green light traffic lights and stuff like that it's just <laughs> god, god. Okay. I mean, yeah but the Man. thing is like now yeah. that's like most like yeah. uh, diy bands like yeah fucking youtube video oh garage band youtube video yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Up, yeah 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 stick something really new and nuance nuance yeah, very very arty artisan oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate that word <laughs> Very hard Right, um, yeah, so right into the top 20 we go. Um, the first song, Band, you've heard of a million times. You, you know the band. I don't know if you know the song, because I, I know I didn't. 
ideas? Yeah, it's gone can answer, yeah. I'm pretty good in our numbers. Yeah, that was good, that, that was good. <laughs> um, it's a song called Charity. Yeah. Yes, it was. That's in the chorus, isn't it? Something along the lines of, I don't want your charity or some description. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard it before. Oh, the white drops, is it? That would be now, surely. Now's another, another bar. Just as we go to the chorus. No. Oh. Charity. Oh. It's the, the, the complete inverted of Nirvana. I tell you, the moment you said this this week for the charts, everything just came flooding back from out of nowhere. It's the inverted Nirvana. <laughs> Quiet chorus. <laughs> my, my, bloody hell, that's a good point. This sounds like a lot of like build-up shit on uh, in utero, Nirvana. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, that's right what you say, yeah. Built up and then... Start screaming his tits off for a bit, and then they knock it down, and so on and so forth. Apparently, it's the second time it got re it released. Sorry, they released it in. Um, when's this? This is '95, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Right. Yeah, it's the second time. This was um, when was it? Sorry, April '96. They right. released it in '95. Um, the second of September '95. It charted at number forty. There were quite a few bands like that. I think Shed Seven as well. The, the, there was quite a few indie bands thinking about it that released singles and then they did another single or whatever and then they got noticed and then they did something that would be amazing or they'd be in the NME that week yeah. or they'd do something stupid so they'd be in the Daily yeah, Mirror yeah, 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 yeah. and then it'd be, oh, actually, while well, we've got your attention, we did this song last year, it did shit, check it out now. <laughs> and we bought it, we lapped yeah. it up. Yeah, completely. Shed Seven released an album like a couple of years ago, didn't they? Still going strong, you know. Yeah, fair play. Fair play to them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were just doing, um, you know, like you see these gigs at Butlins or Pontins or stuff, which no, is like that's... 90s revival. Um, it'll be like certain indie bands, like say. I only Shedtember, which is the basically they go out touring over Christmas. Oh, oh to get the Christmas money. Yeah, they're they do it every two years. That's pretty much all. Fair play, hey, fair play. Yeah, they did some good songs. Shedtember did that. I think this is some really good stuff. Was, I think it was last year because again, Mulsey was tossing off about it. Mm. Uh, they did like some best of or whatever it was. Mm. Yes, they did. They did a best of and they did recorded a new track and stuck it on the best of. As, okay. As bands do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bit of new material on there, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, that's Gun Canancy. It was number one in Iceland. Anywhere else? I don't or? know. I don't know. But it definitely was number one well, in Iceland. Bjork by all the covers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I probably think Bjork did more good songs than Gun Canancy. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, don't, I weren't a big fan of Skin. She like weirded me out. Yeah. <laughs> she seemed very it's aggressive. Just into my mind. Um, was it last year? They were saying that uh, didn't Stormzy, uh, without fact-checking, first claim that he was the first black artist to 
headline Glastonbury. Okay. Almost immediately, as soon as he did, yeah. on Twitter, skin came and, and came on and went, uh, I think he found it was me. You're <laughs> <laughs> the headline. I like that pig skunk and Nancy. They headlined A stage. Yeah, oh he yeah. Said, yeah, A Storms, stage. He yeah. said, Yo, first black artist to headline yeah. Glastonbury. Nah. Yeah. You didn't specify what stage. You yeah, were the first yeah. black artist to headline whatever stage you were on. Yeah. And Skunk and Nancy were the first black art. Yeah. Skiing from. Yeah, that, yeah, They yeah. weren't all black. Were no, they? I don't think they all yeah. were, no. Um, so she was the first black artist to, uh, I should say, pyramid yeah. stage. It might have been pyramid stage. <sighs> I don't know. I can't remember. Storms he was on. It's one of the stages that have. Like, I did, a I did watch a little bit of that, actually. Media attention. Did you, did you see any of that? It was From last year? Yeah, I was it last year? It's, Glastonbury has become so lovey-dovey. It's not Glastonbury, is it? It's it ain't Glastonbury, is it? It's the, the, All yeah. of them aren't what they were, but yeah. yeah. That, that's us getting older and just being like, it ain't like it used to be in my day. It is one of those, yeah. Yeah, you tell the kids, festivals, you don't know the meaning of the word festival. <laughs> right, on we go. Number 19, yeah, it's... I haven't got this song. Yeah, it's the only one that I haven't got. Oh, right, okay. You ain't missing nothing. It's a, it's a <laughs> song called Let the Music Play by Mary Kiana. I don't know it. I remember the name. Yeah, well... Oh, bear in mind, this, I, I was, at this particular time, I was listening to Radio 1, which did every it was very. Genre, it's very dancey. The most popular shit yeah. on at the time or whatever, so yeah, that name rings a bell. Yeah, I, if, you <laughs> look, if you look for it now on Apple Music... The only stuff that's on there now is she's gone to be um, like a jazz singer. She's oh, okay. basically a jazz singer now and uh, yeah, does jazz albums. And, go on, yeah, jazz hit that shit and I guarantee you within a couple of seconds I'll go, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll move on to number 18 then. I don't know if you'll know. This, this is a band. Well, they're not a band. They're like a, a collection of people. They went by loads of different names. Loads of different names and they probably have their biggest hits with this name. Happy birthday! 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 Techno head, happy birthday. Those of those of I want to be in a hippie. I want to be a hippie and I want to get stoned. Techno head. That band. So yes. this was another song of theirs. Yes. So their first one was I want to be a hippie and I want to get stoned. Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah. Not this one. No. Apparently, they um they they, they collected. Come up with. <laughs> Any better than one decent track, <laughs> no, by the sounds of it. They, they seem like a collective, a bit of a music factory called Greater Than One. Yeah? Okay. And Greater Than One, like, go off and operate under all different names, doing all different songs, and Techno Head was one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like KLF, and there's a few others. Alternates as well from the early 90s. There's a few like Alternate, mate, everyone's got the Alternate masks on hey, now. Hey, we're going back to Alternate <laughs> State. <laughs> I fucking got that album. Here we go. I tell you what, 
There it is. Look, there that's it the is. front cover. Yeah, if, if it's anybody, a it's a yellow, um, but it looks like oh. a, a mask that you'd wear if you if you. Doing the loft out. If you were dusting, if you were sanding, yeah, Sanders mask with a massive eye on it. But everyone wants a Sanders mask right now. Back in the day, we were the kids in the early nineties. True story. We used to we used to go raving. It was the only raving you could do as a kid. Obviously, no boots. But at the time of alternate, what we used to do for a little bit of extra fun, some would call it a buzz. Uh, apparently, I had stories about people putting Vicks vapor rub yes, in the inside yes, 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 of it. Yeah, yeah. Never did it myself, of course. Vicks vapor rub. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You had um, a clear airway. Everything was clear, yeah. Yeah. No, that's like bloody embalming yourself. Turns out clearing your clap, clap your ears or whatever they're called can make you have a better night. A better night's sleep. The clearer the throat, the better night. Out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> anyway, that 18. That was the highest that song ever went. It stayed on the chart for six weeks. Somehow, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it. And I bet they still get a check from PRS every month. For not, it. not for playing it here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking set me of course. I'm giving you shit for that. <laughs> right, right now. The next song, yeah, this is number 17. So, this is the highest this song went, number 17. It only stayed on the chart for three weeks. Um, it's, a follow, it's, it's probably a reason why. It's a follow-up to a really big single. Lots of people. It was like Cross. Um, at the time, like, say, you'd got Rockers, Ravers, and whatever. Everybody was sort of into the first song by this band, but maybe not this next one. Here we go. I don't think I've ever heard this song before. Good Lord, he's drowning on a bit, isn't he? This is, this is an artist that, that was obviously prominent in the 90s, and I can't think who it is. Well, I wouldn't say they were prominent. Oh. The archetypal one-hit wonder as such. But this is the follow-up single. Here we go. Sure it's coming in there. Which made them a one-hit wonder. Actually, I can remember him having one other song. I can, I can, if I told I you the other song... I recognise the voice, but I can't... The, the song, no... If I told you the other song, you'd probably guess who it is, because I think that was the name of their album as well. Bit of R.E.M. No, it's not. No, it's not R.E.M. <laughs> sounds very really R.E.M. though, doesn't it? Sounds all right, actually. Yeah. What this is? This is Babylon Zoo. Oh, how Babylon Zoo. Um, I once met him. I worked with him in the studio years ago. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've met him. No, I. Um, jazz, was jazz, jazz, jazz man, jazz, something. I've, I've, met, I've worked with him briefly. Yeah. Many, many moves. Doing ago. what? When I first learned my trade in that first studio we were at. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yeah, definitely. No, I. Yeah. Before, before they did all that old. Before they got the jeans advert, another jeans that, advert. Like we were talking before we yeah. started the show, we had a jeans, <laughs> jeans advert conversation. <laughs> advert conversation. 
Yeah, that's it, yeah, before the whole... But you're just this, you're not in a bad song. Well... As I said, it was very, um, very R.E.M., artist. weren't it, that as well? Oh, I think. So Britpop, that is. The riff and everything. He was, he, as you said, you said you worked with him. Um, he was local, weren't he? Because I'm sure I can remember him being on Central oh, News. somewhere like... Oh, I'll, 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 I'm sure I can remember him being on Central News. It ain't Birmingham, it's black country. I'm going to be yeah. somewhere ran, random like Willanall or some shit like that he was from. <laughs> I'm going to go that. Yeah. It ain't going to be far from it. He definitely worked with Brummie. It, um, it was black country, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so we've had enough of Babylon Zoo anyway. Yeah. Um, the next song, the next song, this is number number 16. Okay. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah 16. So, hang on, 29. Yeah, 16. So this, this song comes from the biggest selling album of the year. This is, it went to the highest it got to, number 11 on the chart for 13 weeks. It's the third single of this female um, artist, you get out of it, Jasmine. <laughs> is it still going? Jasmine's still going. We asked you to leave ages ago. <laughs> you know this one, everyone does. That's Alarmus. Yeah. With the Foo Fighters drummer playing. Which one? Um, the Foo Fighters. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, actually. I do know that. Saying that yeah. Two albums with Alarmus Morissetti did and then uh, Dave Grohl robbed him. He gets a few quid then, don't I? Huh? Have you heard the, the story? I, I heard another podcast somewhere, a story about... What's his name again? Taylor. Taylor Hawkins. There's a great story where they're backstage at... It's either Reading or Glastonbury or something, the Foo Fighters are. Yeah. And they're there, like, messing about, playing a, playing a song or messing about backstage. And uh, Liam Gallagher walks into the room, yeah? Yeah. And he marches straight up to Taylor, yeah, right up to his face, and he goes... Um, Range Rover Bitch, fucking great song. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently on his solo album, a song called Range Rover Bitch. Yeah, or something like that. And Liam Gallagher just walks in to go, yeah, Range Rover Bitch, I fantastic think that song. Is actually true, yeah. Turns to Dave Grohl, turns to Dave Grohl and goes, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, and walk, walks off. <laughs> Typical novel, Liam. That's, well, funny you should say that, but his brother also is not a massive fan of Dave Grohl. No. So the Gallagher's have obviously got a problem against the Grohlmeister. Yeah, Let's I'm, find out, because how could you hate the Grohlmeister, man? Come on. Well, I I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest Foo Fighters fan now, but fair play to Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did a cover of, in the live lounge, they did Lila, a cover of Oasis Lila. And Noel was asked for his view, and he said it was um, Green Day doing Motorhead on speed, yes. doing the cover, something like that, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Which one is a bit of Lannis? Yeah, Who hasn't seen this video ever? I can't remember it. I'm can. There's all different. It's all things ironic. Nah, it's all like there's like four Alanis Morissette in a car, all like squealing to one another. Oh god, one's got the hat on, one's got. Oh shit, yeah, I remember that. Didn't Ozzy do a piss take of it once? And there was four Ozzy's. There was four Ozzy's in the car. Fucking hell, yes. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, right, we'll move on. Uh, so, yeah, the next one. Um, here we go. Um, it's got two. 
Number six. Still using the 80s Casio keyboards, aren't we? This was a bit of a comeback for these. Um, this is not massive attack on I imagine, I imagine it had the same kind of producers and things. Nah, you'll recognise it from the voice, definitely. Um, I think this was... I think they released Wrong before this, which was like their comeback and big song. Oh, God, here we go. Let me hear the signal. Oh, shit, yeah, Weren't they from the late eighties, really, and then came back in the nineties with yeah, this? Everything yeah. but the girl. These were like, yeah, the middle of the road shit, like we years and years. I mean, who's buying this? Skip it a bit. Right, here's one for you. You know, um, the massive attack song. What's the big one? Um, unfinished symphony. Yeah, do you think it's like true. that? Oh, do you, do you think it's a tune? Oh, yeah, do you not yeah. think it's like super late overrated? No, no, no. Oh, really? Absolutely. I don't know if it's just like a bit of a. Some like, songs get yeah, stands to the individual. Yeah, yes, of course. It, yeah, I know. It's I don't. You know, certain songs are like critically acclaimed because they're like produced really well or they're. Something isn't there a Duran Duran song which is like held up really high on what was their comeback ninety yeah. song? Yes, in my opinion, all of them. Hey, <laughs> 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 it's no secret I'm a fan of Le Bon and the crew. I didn't realise oh, that you I'm were a massive fan of Duran Duran. Oh really? I'm just kidding, I'm bound to be. No, I didn't realise that you were yeah, a, yeah. a Duran Duran fan. fan yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm. Um, this is another thing I'm like belly. Not anti-80s, but I don't know. I can't get on board with. Best of music. Shut <laughs> up. Shut <laughs> up. Good lord. This, this, when this chart is, is the best of music. Mid to late 90s. You've got the best pop music ever produced. And Iron Maiden. No. And what, what, what more do you want? In I know, life? yeah. So. As, a, as, a, as a 12-year-old kid or whatever, it's like, that's it. What was your first album you ever bought? Really? Not your... Bought not, with me own money? Not your kayfabe album. Like your, the real first album. Right, uh, first album I was bought yeah. uh, as a child because I was obsessed with my mum and dad's like musical um, stuff, like the record player and, and all the rest of it. So I got given a record player, uh, and I was bought uh, poli- the Police album, uh, Monzetta Monzoya or whatever it. Don't know. I ain't, I ain't I very okay with Police. I've yeah. got it on vinyl. It's, mm. it's, it's, I still got it to this day. I was bought that as a kid of like. When was that record out? 1978, so I would have been two. Yeah, that's right. Two years old, isn't it? On the record player, I just went out. It's the only record I've got. What were the hits on that? What were the police hits on that one? Canary in a Coal Mine. Don't Stand So Close to Me. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, 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 da, da. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. And, and another one that I can't think of. Okay. There was a fair few hits on it. No way, uh, yeah. There's, but then again, there's the shit of songs. I, I still listen to it now. I'll gladly listen to that album. <laughs> All the way through, still, now. And, anyway, that was the first <laughs> And then when I got my first ever Walkman, yeah. so I got bought a tape and I got bought a Blondie album. So okay. The second album. I yeah, yeah, yeah. First album I bought with my own money. Illusion. That I earned myself was... Appetite for Destruction. Oh, it was Appetite. Okay, yeah. Proudest Punch with my own money. Uh, went down Kingswinford, 
Woolworths. Woolworths and mm-hmm. uh, bought my first record. On tape, yeah? You said, yeah, no, on uh, tape. Vinyl. Oh, on vinyl. Okay, no, nice. man. Okay, no shit. And I think it cost something like, uh, records around that time were like, Five ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. About five ninety nine something. Yeah. Classic album. I've got a shitload of albums. That was one of the ones I put to you I, for this. Yeah, the, the vinyl that I kept, some of them have still got the original hour price label on. Like yeah, say, yeah, I can remember hour price. Yeah. That, that's the rough price of an album like then. Oh god, okay. Anyway, great songs. My Michelle's still got one of the worst choruses in rock though. It does nothing to it. It's just like just speeds up and da 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 da. You've heard that thing uh, like all killer no filler. Yeah. Well, yeah. Any yeah. Albums that like that. I'm not going to knock you, you, that. Every album has to have some. Filler. Yeah. Right. Here we go. Um, the next song is right. We're going to number what are we? 14. Number 14. 14, yeah, it's a song, yeah, it was covered by, <laughs> it was covered by Honey G in the series 13 of oh, X Factor, Honey G, really? yeah, it was covered by Honey G, so you know it's a class, here we go. Dre and Roger Troutman. Hmm? It says Tupac Dre and Roger Troutman. Is that like Dre's dad or something? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Cause it, I don't know if it's because it's it's two samples, isn't it? The the stuff, the oh, song. The original. I don't know. Apparently, there's two samples that make the song of the Moddy Moore. I'm 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 not mega. Yeah, I'll presume. And I presume that in the city, that bit. No, two pack and dry. Sorry, two pack and dry. I think there was two videos filmed as well. There's like the one that looks like Mad Max, which you've seen them driving through the desert, doing all that kind of stuff. And then I think there's another video that I've seen where. It looks like it's when Tupac's come out of prison, they're welcoming him yeah. back to the, yeah, you're in the hood kind of thing, we're having a party, yes, everyone's got yes, their asses yes, out yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Hit me. You see, yeah, I never caught this at the time, and yet when Slim Shady was doing the rounds at the first time, mm-hmm. which would have been about 99, and Dre yeah. was doing his stuff, and... Tupac was gone by then, wasn't he? He was dead. He was definitely brown bread. He was so, brown, dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I thought at first, because I thought uh, that tap chin that he did with Snoop uh, was the first uh, Dr. Dre, was on, his, on his album when he first quit the record label. Nothing but a... Is that nothing but a... I don't know, I'm not mega up on my Dr. Dre. I'm going to sound like a proper noob for the podcast, folks. Well, you see, Dre, he did all this spent years getting rid of Death Row Records. Um, yeah, have you and seen Shug the film? Knight and all that. Yeah, 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 you Shug have. Knight's I haven't seen Shug it. Shug Knight is, is, is well, he's in prison now. Yeah. But Shug Knight, legendary, um, uh, hung uh, t- vanilla ice uh, from, his, uh, from his legs uh, over a balcony window, which, <laughs> which is a true story. Uh, I uh, really? Vanilla ice, uh, what's his name? Robert Van Winkle. 
Winkle. And Winkle, yeah. yeah. Winkle will tell you it's true. Yeah. Did you ever see him when he was on um, Dancing on Ice? No, really, was he? <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Ice was on Dancing on Ice. <laughs> no, I didn't see that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, um, I don't know, as you'd expect Vanilla Ice to be. I think I, I, I have to watch it because, like, the wife it will never listen to this show because I don't know she'll think it's pure oil and childish and all that kind of stuff but yeah you know <laughs> so I had to watch it with her just a brief conversation with my mother earlier she's, yeah. she's like really disappointed because she can't listen to the podcast I've told her not to but every podcast I listen to they always say parents girlfriends wives brother they don't listen <laughs> no. it's best you don't no yeah. well yeah yeah no, because yeah. it's it's a separate thing there's no point you won't get it anyway so no just no no <laughs> Just, just quickly, just go back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is an absolute tune, and mm. if it's a nice summer's day and you're at a barbecue, whack that on, and you will soon grab everybody's attention. Let's have the last ten seconds. So, after that, it's going to go down a bit from that, sorry. What, in terms of quality of music? Yes. Bernard Putnam. Am I right? Bernard Putnam? No, no, no. I'm, I'm shaking my head at you. It's not good radio, is it? You'll tell from the vocals. Yeah, I know the song. Now. <laughs> it's not the worst song. It's It's not the worst song in the world, is it? Uh, uh, yeah. My first proper girlfriend was Gabrielle. She's on the list. My first proper girlfriend, um, she had and probably still has on one to five before it was released. Wow. Boy, oh really? And she wrote on it. She wrote something on it. Which what, on the actual vinyl itself? Yeah, she wrote something on it and it said, For my babies. And I've never worked out to this day what it meant. And I'm reckoning she wrote on there for her children that she would have and she would pass it on because it would be worth a shitload of money. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. If she ever listens to this, yeah. I doubt she ever will. Lindsay, mm. I'm reckoning that's what you wrote on there. No, I. Yeah, white label. Dreams. No, right. When, um, wasn't it, uh, like the theme tune for a short lived BBC TV show, like El Dorado? I mean, yeah, I'm sure they did like a, like a, a, a British BBC version of maybe Dallas or something, but it was set in Spain or something like that. And it, I'm sure it's called El Dorado. What's El Dorado? There's a load of boats and shit. Is that what it's, it's called? I'm going to Google it right now. What it was? It only lasted like one series yeah. or two series or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It weren't on for very long. I'm that sure that's where Dreams. Theme song, though. Oh, it weren't was Dreams. It? No, it weren't that. Ah, okay. It had, My it bad. had its own theme song. Yeah, it was El Dorado. And it was literally one series. I think they axed it. This is utter dog shit. One of the stuff that the BBC produced. Or say, or spout. Pay your TV licence or don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
kind of a um, where what's her name? The dead bird with the beehive from Camden. What's her name? London. What, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Yeah, thinks where Amy Winehouse got a sound from. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Like your soul type like a proper singer say, kind of voice. There's yeah. Been loads like Miss Winehouse. Yeah. But if you didn't know, you'd listen. You go. Is this some kind of like like Tamala Motown artist from like Yonks gone by singing or whatever? Overrated or not? Amy Winehouse. No, absolutely brilliant. I don't. I don't get it. Because it's that thing of like. Because loads of white women. Yeah. That can sing like a proper black woman. Mm-hmm. And then again. If you didn't know, you might think that this woman singing right now is white. It's, it's, it's really yeah, hard I, to decipher. I know it's, what you mean. It's crazy, isn't it? I know what you mean. I I don't know how with um, Winehouse. I there's some tunes there. Don't get me wrong. There's there's some tunes there. Definitely. She, but, she was an exceptional individual. She, there's a talent. I'm not going to yeah. knock that there was there wasn't talent because there was. But I don't know. I I think she's definitely a victim of the. Um, uh, you know, I suppose everyone does. If they die as an artist, they always get a bit to, I more. I think she um, was supposed to be. She was never. She was that talented that I, I think she was too talented, like for for us. It's one of them. I, it's just like nah, don't do it. Drugs like, man. Not like another Kirk Cobain. Drugs are bad. Like mm-hmm. another, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. another Kirk Cobain or whatever. Yeah. This bloke or whatever is Anna Elaine Staley and whatever. Yeah, it's all yeah, 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah. but then again no she wasn't on drugs when she first started so you can't whatever. have you seen pictures of her when she first started exactly yeah. she looks like 17 18 year old girl f- fresh fresh singing like singing like a 40 year old yeah. like Motown soul yeah. type singer yeah unreal yeah. There's yeah. a guy who does um, he does a podcast series. I've forgotten what it's called now. Christ. I'd love to give um uh, a bit of a heads up on it. Um but he, he basically does. They're they're only about half an hour or forty minutes long, his podcasts are. And he basically just looks back at Oh Disgraceland. Yeah, it's called. Yes, uh, Have yeah. you heard of it? Dis- yeah, Disgrace yeah. Like, it, like the last the last few episodes he's done about like, like Rolling Stones, Jim Morrison, but he's done like Prince and Ozzy and Run DMC, Little Richard, and he basically looks at the the controversial parts maybe of their career, and he did one on Amy Winehouse as well. It was really good. Listen, that wasn't anybody uh, um, dropping the bat. That's supposed to be an experienced yeah. podcast. I'm putting your phone on silent. Yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I just kicked the desk as well. <laughs> okay, right. So next one. Next one, good song. Here we go. You'll recognise it straight away. Move to the country. Yeah. Wow. President's United States. Of America. Yeah, President's United States of. Yeah. 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 Can you name another song, boy? I'm moving to the country. I'm going to eat me a lot of peaches. Yeah. yeah. I was working on at one podcast, just one it wonders and stuff. Good bit. Pictures come from a can. They were put there by a man. I'll give you a fact about this band. Go. I think there was only two guitarists, a bass player, 
and guitarist, and they both just had two strings on each. Oh, really? So it was just power chord a thon. That was Pretty it? Much, yeah. yeah. The bass had two strings, E string and the A string. Oh, guitar might have been four. I'm not 100% but there's definitely strings chopped off guitars. Oh, why? Yeah, definitely. Who, who's done that before? Well, uh, the only reason I know this is because Les, at one point in an old band was in Grassroots, he wanted to sound so rhythm that he decided to ditch the bottom E and, and, and B off his guitar and just go with EA. E, e, Makes e, sense. I can, I can understand the, um, the thinking so behind it, yeah. Guitar, like I said, the bass player had definitely just got two strings on the go and the guitarist had only got three or four strings on the go. And that's it, which is why it sounds so crunchy and bassy and... I love this bit. They're pretty much like fucking an early Royal Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Royal Blood's first album's really good. I like it. You like it? Yeah. I didn't know if you might not like it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And it it kicks in as well. Good song. This is like where I'm going well over the... 30 seconds of some you meant to be playing or whatever. Have you seen them live though? Not not seen them live in person, but seen Royal Blood playing. Like, I have seen them live on the box art. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like really, really good. Like it sounds the part, you know what I mean? I'd love to know how they do it, to be honest. Yeah. So I, can, I can understand recording I it. I can pull strings and I can cut corners yeah. on, on, on musical instruments yeah. and stuff, but that's that's taking the piss. That is what they do. It's good. I mean, fair play. I, I it's was... getting the base, it's, Sorry, it's getting the best out of basics. Yeah. And some people just manage to do that. I mean, com- compare that sound of a two-piece against um, the White Stripes as a two-piece, yeah? And... It's against Jack and his wife that he's now divorced. Yeah, um, yeah, divorced. Yeah. Um, yeah, Meg White, thoughts? Yeah, Meg White, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want to see, yeah. For a podcast, you want to see my impression of Meg White? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I can imagine what he's before you do it, all I reckon. you're going to get is the laugh from the presenter. <laughs> Meg White drumming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really is. I tell you what, though, for especially that, um, was it White Blood Souls? For that album, it does the job perfectly. Yeah, yeah. and they, well, they've done other ones, haven't they? There, was, yeah. there was something for the Watchtrice years ago that I read it, uh, it was on <laughs> Facebook or something. Somebody was taking the piss because the Watchtrice were, were so pleased that they recorded one of their albums only using recording equipment and musical uh, in, uh, instruments and equipment from the 1960s. And Sunkeezer went, hey. oh, that's fantastic that they've done that one of that. Isn't it great that I've used modern technology to download it for free? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Lars will be after him. <laughs> um, so, saying that about using that, I listened to something about the recording of The Doors' first album. Right. It might not be the first one, but The Doors' The Doors, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was recorded, apparently that's recorded on a four-track recorder. You've got the drums on one track. Yeah, you've, sounds Beatles. You've got the guitar and um, the keyboards on another track together, and then the vocals on another one. Yeah, you bounce it down. You record as much as you can, bounce it back down to a stereo track, mm-hmm. and then you'd put more on, so what you would hear is the stereo track of everything that you've recorded bounce down to a stereo track, 
then in your earphones you'd hear what you recorded and then you put extra whatever guitar bass or whatever that's how they do, that's how we used to do it cross that's how we used to do it with an eight track that's how you turn an so eight track, recorded eight track stuff then, yeah. into a 16 track because mm. you just you record everything yeah get to a certain stage bounce it down to a stereo track uh-huh. and then if you're on an eight track then you've got six tracks available then no way that's the way no, you used to do it. yeah that makes Simple. sense actually doesn't it yeah that's making use of Which your stuff which is why analog was so much easier to fucking deal with <laughs> 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 uh, uh, uh. right after that let's go I said uh, I wouldn't digress too much no so digression's right. good <laughs> you know what I mean last thing you want is man I'd work as a driver in a truck for a living like you know peak on the inside um, and, and, and the last and the last thing I want is to put on a podcast and it's only like 20 minutes long you know what I mean that just really annoys me I was going to say because I'm looking at the counter we've done yeah. 45 minutes though. I know and we're ending the top Fair 10 yeah. yeah yeah well this is number 11 now right here we go this is number 11 go for it I, right I don't know if this is the real track but it's by, this song is is in four parts and this is one of them one of the parts of the song I was never into him. I reckon it's something your brother was. Shout out to Paulie J. Yeah. Shout out to the Red Massive. <laughs> Cucal Birmingham. This is going to take a while to get into it, isn't it? It's a six minute. Six minutes, seven seconds. Was this some like progressive like drum and bass shit that was going on at the time, like LTJ Bookham? I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna, some shit like that. I'm gonna or jerry it forward a bit. Here we go. Yeah. Orbiter, there you go. I'll tell you what, I know my shit, don't I? Apparently, there's part one. There's four parts, yeah. There's, there's two parts on the album, and they released four parts as a single. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is the slower part. That's really probably confusing for anyone. But this is the slower part, which builds See, it up. See, this kind of stuff started Moby, and nobody likes that. <laughs> Moby was massive, though. What was the album? Go. Was it Go? Moby album. Where he's <laughs> jumping in the air. Jumping out the way of a turn. Remember when Eminem absolutely yes, dropped Teddy yes, in the arsehole? Yes. Uh, and then uh, I'm telling you, I don't know what I'm doing to upset him. <laughs> what? Now, what's the... Um, now, isn't there... There's somebody, I don't know if it's somebody in a band or an actress, who says Moby said he went out with her in his book right. and then she's come out and gone, did I fuck? Like, I don't even know who you are, kind of thing. I'm not 100%, but I, I, I think read in 97, I think all we took with her and I caught a few minutes of it. Well, yeah. I say caught, probably while I was waiting to buy a burger. It was the headliners. That was pretty good. It was the headliners, read in 97. Last night, uh, Metallica, I think. Really? Were they playing? Read him by then. That, what was that touring load? Oh no, it's ninety-seven. That's the year we did the four days. Okay. I saw yeah. Swayed that year, and I turned them in for uh, Pennywise and sick of it all. Which are two punk bands that I absolutely adore. I think, see, I, 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 I never used to like. Swayed. I, I never used to like Swayed, but I, and they've cast got, as well. I don't even start. Swayed have got class songs, man, <laughs> and so have cast. See, this is the thing, when you said that particular that I'm just like, oh my god, this has to be discussed. I never used to like Swag because I was a bit, mm, I don't know, I don't know about him, yeah. But um, they've done some absolutely classic Rack songs. Anderson, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'd, He's hey. very, uh, yeah. Androgynous. I, I 
I don't know what that word means. I think it's, you know, androgynous. I think that's the uh, word to describe it. I was going to say bohemian. Bohemian? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We're into the top ten. Yeah. Let's piss break, or are you going to stop, or are you going to we'll, edit? We'll, pi- we'll piss break, we'll pause it for a second, yeah? Okay, right, we're back. Ning's had a piss. We're all yeah. feeling good again there. So, a, a, can is, a fresh can is cracked open, all the essentials taken care of. That's it. We're, we're ready to go. There. Right, so. Da, da, da. The top 10. Right, we're in the top 10, finally. Like 40, 50 minutes in, man. Number 10. Apparently, this song cost £150 to record. It was the eighth best selling single of the year. It reached number two in the charts. And it was on the chart for 21 weeks. So we're going to go for... Daniel your pissy bedding field, is it? No, 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 it's this. He recorded that in his bedroom. Shit, man, Roger Sanchez. Roger Miles. Oh, so, they're right, Roger Miles, yeah. Fucking <laughs> tune, though, isn't it? <laughs> man. Um. Oh, yeah. Huh? What's the song title there? Children, yeah. See, this was and a pleasure to play on the acoustic guitar as well. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Bit of a build up. Uh I bet Tongi loved this. Go on. Yeah, I mean, my brother at this particular point yeah. was listening to lots of trance music. Yeah, this is this the, that's it, isn't it? Part of that whole genre. genre. That's the time. I, yeah. I tell you, I I don't mind <laughs> trance. Got, yeah, there was even better. Like there was trance, and then there was for the specialist, there was goa trance. Go, I can remember the goa name trance goa trance. Goa trance yeah. was so much better. Goa. So much more uh, uh, hardcore. Just gave you a bit. It painted a bit more of a picture. Euphoric. 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 Yeah, euphoria. That was what that all was the euphoria yeah, all albums euphoric. were. It was way more euphoric. <laughs> euphoric. It's, uh, my favourite kind of trance. <laughs> 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 this bit. Many DJs in the noughties on mainstream radio stations that would guarantee go for a piss, go for whatever, chat the bird up in the office, go for a fag, plenty of time for this. It's yeah. on what edit you want to play. Well, this is the radio edit, and that's like any. Uh, I bet you they've filmed up a 12-inch vinyl with just the single. Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> if the 12-inch would have been like the proper full version, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. Um, kind of along the same kind of lines. Yeah. The next song is. Um, it's. This got to number two as well, this next song. God knows how. Yeah, honestly, God knows how. But it's, 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 the, it's from a TV show. And the TV show was like absolutely massive in the mid to late 90s. Like, and it was. Next one. Yeah. 
You are oh no, I, I love beat the intro. Uh, I'd love, honestly, I'd love to have a, a proper competition against somebody with beat the intro. <laughs> Mark Snow. On the quiz that Sai does, they banged double points on, on the intro because of me. So <laughs> smashing it. I can remember like being at home and going this is really sad, and going through the music channels like against somebody else in the room and going. Oh, I see this, yeah, um, this, yeah. this, 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 yeah, and guessing them all. I've been known to get songs by a single, like, uh, a single snare hit, and I've gone, bosh, got it. It's the sound of it, you can yeah, get it, no. you can get it if you've heard it's it enough it's, times. It yeah. is. It's the frequency, that's what does it, apparently, it's frequencies. Right, now, this next one, I will go into the next one. Um, you like this next one. Oh, actually, sorry, just going back. That was a released track. They yeah. released a theme song for a TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an album. And people bought that as yeah, a CD. Yeah. Oh, fuck's listen to it, it's nothing as well. No, the listen to it now, listen. It just goes on. Why would somebody buy that bollocks? Can you imagine driving along in your car, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just gone down to stock audio now. That's all it is. It's just stock audio. Right, so. <laughs> The next track, you like this track, I'd imagine. I'm pretty sure that you did. Well, you, um, yeah, I think it's super overrated. I think everything else on the album is better than it. It was number one, it was number one for three weeks. You ready for it? This is the project. Come back. Well, no, this this to the project is like. Oh, did they not like it? Okay, let's let's have it a bit coming in. This is where it kind of broke the thing because Liam, who obviously did all the tunes and everything, yeah. the first one that I released on this album was Breathe. And I was Breathe first? Yeah, I remember. I can remember on, sitting with you. Pete on dropping it on the way to Blackpool. Oh, okay. I, 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 I was in Gaz's car. Yeah. And we were on the way to Blackpool for just the night. I think okay, it was. yeah. One of our random nights where we used to just go. Go somewhere. Oh, fuck it, we're out early. Let's drive to Blackpool. <laughs> so we did. And Gaz loved to drive. Exactly. So <laughs> we listened to Pete on the radio one and he drops Breathe. And that was before this. Now, the whole story is... I think Reeves Mall's better. The, the, the amount of anecdotes and stories that come with this tune, but it literally became the whole Smiles Like Teen Spirit because you ask anyone in your world, even people that don't know exactly the project you are, like your parents, they'll go, oh, yeah. Like, for example, when Flinty went, mm. right, uh, I spoke to my mum on the phone, like, you know, like, yeah. Flint's gone, uh, and she went, yeah, I know, listen. She said, I said to your dad, like, Keith Flint and he went, oh, and she went, the one that did Firestarter, and yeah. he went, oh, yeah, yeah. I know. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the kind that's of true, thing actually, that yeah. happened with yeah. Blessing. Did you, um, miss you, Keith? See, you liked The Prodigy, didn't you, before I still this? Did. Yeah. Massive well, see, I'd, I'd never really, I, I'll freely admit, I wasn't really into them before like they came with this. Um, Love Breathe, thought it was a real good track, yeah. I like the album, I like the Fat of the Land album, I think that was another one I suggested to you, weren't it? Yeah. Um, but I don't know how this one, I, I understand it's 
cultural significance and how popular it made them and all that kind of stuff. This but, particular album. Yeah. Because this was a bit of a a genre mishmash. It got the rock rock people have into you, Prodigy. Have you heard Progeny albums in their entirety after this, after Fat Alarm. Um, what was the one after? Directly after this, it was shit, it didn't sell. Yeah, it was, it was, there was a big it. gap as well, weren't there? And I even deleted it at my back catalogue of Progeny shit. I've got everything from the Progeny and I deleted that album because it was arts. I would say, I, I, I have a feeling, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'd listened to the whole of that album, but after that I've only heard singles. What was... Um, there was a gap after it, and then they kind of came back again with Invaders Must Die, oh, which... I don't like it. Have, I don't like it. I, I, fuck you, <laughs> I've done a podcast dedicated to that album myself. I like Omen. <laughs> I think Omen. Every track on that album is just a matter. Invaders Must Die is just... Oh, actually, it's the dan 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 Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Mm. Uh, so this was 2009, though. This is yeah. like 13 yeah. years after Father Land. This album may have heard that massive fan of the project. Actually, yeah, this is good song. I take it back. Completely. This is 2009. Yeah. Which would have been Courtney was. Nine. Ten. Yeah. Depending on what one yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. And when this dropped, I played this, I picked two of them, wherever it was, uh, the other way fast, on the right. Now. And then basically talked. You were. I basically talked. <laughs> when she first heard this, <laughs> a ten-year-old child, she just went, oh, yes, Dad. <laughs> oh, yes, Dad. You, you, you always supply me with a bollocks of music. You never disappoint. <laughs> Lindsay's brother um, has got a lad, Jacob, um, and when he was, man, I don't know how old he would have been, probably young, like four, something like that, he bloody loved Omen. He used to make him play it over and over again in the car. Hey, the certain riffs and uh, licks that just, uh, they never leave you. Yeah. They're there yeah. for life. Yeah. I, I take it back, whatever I said about um, Invaders Must Die, I was wrong. I take it back completely. Um yeah. Well, th- yeah. Right. That was number seven. <coughs> right. So we've got one, two, three, four, five. You need a cough. No. It was number eight. It was number eight. Go I'll on. take it back. Right. Number seven. <sighs> this is nothing special. This is nothing special. You'll know it when it comes in. Radio obviously edits this bit out. Um, apparently this is the edit. It's the edit? Yeah. This is where DJ's, oh okay, it's becoming more familiar now. It only would have been played from here, on the radio. Ah shit, I recognise it though. Oh, give out there then. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Here we go. Right, 
again, keep on jumping. Lisa, Lisa Marie experience. Um, this was the highest it got. It not was on the chart of 60. Not, they, Al, not Elvis's daughter. Not nah, Lisa Marie. <laughs> no, no, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was her. Come on, jump in. Come on, jump in. Um, <laughs> this was <laughs> this was re-released 11 years later in 2007. Um, it only got to number 37 then, though. It's quite widely sampled. Yeah, DJs I can imagine it is. Yeah. this in um, on, their, on their set because it's so easy to manipulate and get yeah. the tempo and put in whatever. It's one of them songs which, you know, yeah, it's been used lots Generic of times. Generic samples yeah. Yeah. go, go. Yeah. There's nothing Skip past that one. Shittest one so far. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I well, like that one. It's, I, oh, actually, I think this is... What was the one? Oh. No, you like children, Robert Miles. No, the, yeah. The, the X, yeah, this is worse than X-Balls. Yeah, definitely. Is it worse, worse than Happy Birthday by Technohead? Right, whichever. Actually, no, that, that one's the worst. This now is my most disliked song. I don't, I, I've never really got the appeal of this guy, and I think you will. I think you're my fan. Yeah. Right, as soon as it plays, I'm going to just look at you and it, see the reaction on your face. It's a cover. Okay. It's a cover of a Simon and Garfunkel song. It did get to number four. It was on the chart for 22 weeks. Are you ready? Sounds somebody ruined it. Here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my reaction on my face is exactly the same as yours. Do you know what it is? Yeah. It sucks on Luchi Lou. Luchi Lou. Here we go. God. I wouldn't. I don't get madness. Again, massive madness. 80s. 80s. There it is. Not that I dislike everything 80s, but. First song I ever remember seeing. Well, no, actually. First song I ever remember seeing on top of the pops was the Sex Pistols when they were in the studio. Really? Yeah. First song okay. I ever saw on top of the pops again and again and again. Apparently, according to my mum and dad, I was running around the room singing Baggy Trousers. Yes, but it was I was big. that young, I couldn't even say Baggy Trousers. I was running around saying Baggy Trousers. Baggy Trousers. <laughs> couldn't even say Trousers. So, yeah, that, that, that's my experience of madness. Man, man, it's our house. You know, everyone knows. Everyone knows the madness hits. Yeah. Baggy trousers, our house, the other one, the other one. I don't know. Yeah, probably. You know, it must be love. Da, da, da. This is just sugs, though. Why is this any sugs? Yeah, oh, he's just gone like, off and done his. Never ever split up. And that, they... Where was I? Not once. I was somewhere you down. Never didn't south. do for like ten years plus. I'm sure I was in like around Chelmsford or something and there was billboard up as I was driving past. Oh, that was in the night. Yeah, Suggs was on his solo career in the 90s, yeah, because that was when Mandus weren't doing jack shit. Mm. So, like I said, but Mandus as a band have never split up. I don't know, man. I, 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 I... And what, what, what chart entry was that? That was number one, two, three, four, five, six. That was number six on the chart. He, he reached number four. To be fair, probably at the, in the current times, at the time or whatever, that it's sort of the metaphor coinage from that. 
more than what he more than what he would have done in the eighties from doing an album in the nineties. He would have made more off the back of one album from doing all the albums in the eighties with Madness. Because um, by nineties we got media etc. So it was like yeah, eighties yeah. it was just like record. Fucking hell, we didn't even got CDs at the end of the the end of the eighties. So yeah. Yeah, this is the reason why um, why the record companies were thriving and throwing money at people in the 90s, weren't it? They were just re-releasing all their back catalogue on CDs that and getting them, money again. They wouldn't take a chance on anyone, which was why it was in the 90s. Yeah, but surely they, surely they give a... Saint Nirvana or so-and-so came along and they, every record company was trying to find the next grunge band or the next that sound. Yeah, and then later on, say you had like your, your Britpop, and so they were trying to find all the Britpop bands, and everyone got signed up. And then probably at the end of the nineties, there was like new metal or pop punk, and everyone was trying to sign them. But surely all that was just built on the record companies re-releasing their back catalogues from the end of the eighties to nineties on CD, so they'd sell you the same thing for you know money again. You're right in what you're saying. It's exactly as you just said it, but. The record companies totally changed when YouTube started. And oh, yeah. I think I'm going to use Lily Allen as the first uh, example of that. Yes, she got a dad's backing. MySpace? She got a, exactly, MySpace. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she got a dad's backing. However, there are several, several, there's many. Justin Bieber, for God's sake. Yeah. His mum and dad. Bieber was YouTube, Went online they? and went... Check out Sonna, he's unreal, he's only a little kid and he can sing like an absolute fucking demon. Baby, baby. It's big. And that's where the record <laughs> industry changed. So yeah, 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 up until that point, it was bang on what yeah. you said. It's just ridiculous, the amount of... Oh, it, it was a ratio of probably like 90-10 of unsigned bands and signed bands in the 90s. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yes, it was, yes. It was just stupidity, you couldn't do it. You yeah. couldn't... Yeah. You couldn't even break the pissing local scene, let alone <laughs> Oh, you're saying there was stuff. just so many around. Anything, yeah, yeah, it was just saturated. Was just saturated. Like they um, say, every yeah. bugger can play guitar, mm. every bugger can play drums, yeah. every bugger can sing, literally. Yeah. Best band you were ever in was an Oasis covers band, wasn't it? That, that, uh, I was drummer <laughs> in that band. I'm not even a drummer. <laughs> was Tony McCarroll? <laughs> yeah, he was actually. <laughs> Well, I could play better than him, but I wasn't a drummer. So, yeah. No, Noel would totally probably say that. Noel would probably say that, definitely. Yeah. Damn it, I'm going to go, who are you? I'll sat here on millions off the first Oasis album. Who are you to tell me I'm shit at drums? Here's, here's a link for you as well into the next track. Oh, here we go. So, yeah. Um, oh, the guy who produced Definitely Maybe. Also produced this oh, album. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, it's the Welsh guy. Um, oh, uh, Who else has he done? Stereophonics and various others. Oh, Christ. He did this this band. Um, oh, okay, cool. He did this band. Um, this was their first top ten hit. Owen Morris. Owen Morris. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, Welsh guy. Um, this was their first top ten hit. Biggest hit to this stage. Um, number five. Here we go.
<laughs> yeah, you'll get it from the singing. Oh, it's Ash. Before the team was so it's Ash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Apparently, he's a real nice guy. I've heard multiple um, people say, like, stories of seeing him. And, uh, I don't know, maybe in an airport or out and about or something. And he's yeah. a really nice, approachable, sits down and talks to the people There's guy. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess you weren't ever really into Ash. No, uh, but again, I'm not going to slight any fellow musicians or whatever. Fair no. Fair uh, yeah, that's alright. I'd have thought so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Female bassist, weren't it? No, Charlotte and I was. Yeah. She joined for a while and then uh, pissed off, and she's got a very uh, good solo career going on. Really? Husband for a fair years. Hmm. And Ash go as they were before Charlotte joined. Okay. Didn't they replace a geezer that left and then they got a virgin and then that, that was it? I don't know. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was it. There was one, two, three, four of them originally. The other guitarist left. Mm. I don't know. Charlotte, she left and they've just come back to three of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I always thought they were a three piece, but yeah. Good song, this is. Good song, I like this. It's alright. Yeah, so, right. That was seven. That was, no, that was five. Five, Jesus Christ, this is very interesting. Yeah. Right, so, number four. This is the highest this song went. Um, 25 weeks on the chart from a massive album. Um, I don't know if it sold as well as its predecessors. And this song has recently been appropriated, reappropriated, or I don't know, maybe it was intended for that kind of thing. The hashtag BLM movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it has just become prominent. I think it was used like. No, it's connected. Go yeah, on, here we go. Play it. Union dress. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing that they'd have like certain tracks or whatever, it'd just be like the hood yeah. in the studio and they'd just be like giving out claps from New York, aren't they? Uh, a cappella raps. Mm. That was all the thing at the time, yeah, yeah. A cappella raps. I don't really care about or they don't care about us. I would jump the shark for this, surely. Huh? Well, we can put this one really fucking short because I've completely <laughs> forgotten about the song's existence. So there we go. Next. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, so we're into the top three. Yes, let's do this shit. Before we hit the top three, just before we hit the top three, um, do, 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 hang on one second. There was something I wanted to go through. Right, so we're in 1996. The top five. 27th of April. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but in general, 1996, you got the top five albums, top five selling albums of the year. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Earlier, obviously, said um, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Yep. That's the highest selling album of the year. Sold more copies than anything else in the UK in 1996. Still sells. Why? Well, you know, it's still making a point. <laughs> so. um, do, do you have a, a, a stab at any of the other top five or not? 96. What was what was massive in 1996? I would have thought this would have been the top selling album of the year. Manic Street Preachers, no. Slade, Echo Belly, no. uh, Elastic, No, go Blur, big, big Oasis. And, yeah, Oasis um, number three, Morning Glory right, was third. Morning Glory was number three, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. If I say it's a girl band, girl group, oh, not band. Shit, bloody Spice Girls. Yeah, Spice Girls was number two. And uh, then you'll never get the others. You got Celine Dion was four, and uh, George Michael with older was number five. I love George Michael. Everyone knows it. You he love George my, Michael. He is my guilty pleasure. Everyone knows it. Mm. Fact. It's been discussed on the Gifrat Sif podcast. Yeah. It's oh really? No, it's no secret. George Michael is my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I have quite a few of his albums. And <laughs> <laughs> I love them. <laughs> and. <laughs> Here we go. For this week in 1996, yeah? Yeah. What were the top five selling albums of rock and metal only? Rock and the metal. The top five selling rock and metal right, albums. Radiohead? Uh, no. No, they're not in there. Oh, I'll give you number one. And I'm pretty sure. Zombie? No, I'm pretty sure you bought number one. Metallica? No. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire was number one. You know, it had the, the kid with the E. On it, yeah. Third album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was after Bulls on Parade. Yeah, that's right. Third, yeah. Didn't do well, didn't sell well. It was, an, it was a new entry at number one this week. Their third album was the demise of them. It was like... Oh, yeah. It, whether it dropped like a stone. They syndrome, didn't they? You're never going to beat fucking... Oh, yeah. You're never going to beat first album. That's it. Um, number two was Garbage. Garbage. Oh, shit, um, I forgot about that. Three regular urban survivor survivors television, television. good band. They're oh, number two. They're number three. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, the rock and metal albums. I, I still listen to them now. I love. And they're still going, by the way. Oh yeah, well back together, not with Shutty though. No. Shutty's not on drums anymore. Yeah, Shutty's not disappeared. The shutty every every Shutty's disappeared. <laughs> every not shutty's necessarily. Disappeared. I've seen him quite recently. Oh really? That's we'll discuss that in a moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> number four, Tiny Music, Stone Temple Pilots. God, I don't know. Wyland I haven't heard was, that album. Scott Wyland was oh blimey! It weren't long after their first split up. That no, Jesus, they did all right. And then number five, the fifth uh, rock and metal album was Made in Heaven by Queen. Um, I found Hang on. go back. Was that a load of B sides? And that was everything. Freddie was Freddie was dead. Made in Heaven. Every like, single recording we've got. I'd, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was. this is the state of it. Number six, I, I, it cuts off after that, but number six was the Babylon Zoo album. That was the sixth highest selling album, rock and metal. Space Man! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, and the last, the last little chart hit before we hit the top three. Um, this just made me laugh. The top selling um, compilation albums 
of that week, yeah. So yeah, obviously, that's what I call bullshit. No, that's what I call music. Thir- thirty-three. That's the top of the charts. Thirty-three, yeah. though. Thirty-three. Up to then in the it, I think now is a hundred and nine. Right, and this is fantastic. The number two compilation album, yeah, for this week is the best album in the world ever. Three. <laughs> Ever the best album in the world ever. ever. Three. Well, you know we said ever when we did number one. Well, 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 well we changed our mind. Like number two, we thought it was better than number one, but nah. Number three is the best ever. Oh, Cancel what we said about the other two. Fuck them off. Number three is the best. That's I great. take it they didn't do any more than number three. Who knows? Who knows? But it, we'll we'll come back to that in a second. The th- the th- number three was the train spotting soundtrack. Oh, June. Um, June. Number four June. was the best rap album in the world ever. No numbers, just the best rap album in the world ever. I'm, well, they're both on the uh, Virgin, so yeah. That would have been token rap artists. Yeah, and number five was Shocking. Club Mix '96. You can imagine what that kind of was. Um, right. They were like not. They were basically media companies releasing albums, and they were making a little bit of coinage off them. And it was obviously the artists would get the most of the sales money because they were using their tracks and thing. But they were just media companies. It was just going. We reckon this is the best album to drive to. So uh, they'd put all the shit on there. They'd yeah. pay the PRS yeah. whatever was left out of it. Like coin in. Hmm. Not bad. Squeeze a bit extra juice out of the orange. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Um, that's it. Just, it. it just shows that the, 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 well, yeah, the whole music industry is just full of mm-hmm. seeing extra juices. Uh, one of, well, something I'm, I want to visit at some point doing this, I looked at, um, I don't know if you can remember them from like the mid, uh, I think they were from like 95 for a few years. They released the Shine albums and they were all, um, it was basically influenced by the Britpop movement and all that kind of thing. And it was all, um, you know, bands like Suede and Radiohead Oasis. Does that, that come from Liam Gallagher going, Shine? I don't in know. The I don't it know. Must be. The first one was released in 95 and it's got like Blur Oasis, yeah. Cranberry, Suede, Elastica, Pulp, Dodger, you know, all them. In Spiral Carpets on the second side. Yeah. Shine. Um, right, top three. Um, number three. It's a bit shit. That's all I'll say. Top take. three shit. Yeah, it was number one for one week. Did it win? This one Eurovision. She represented England. She is Australian. I didn't know that. Commonwealth. Thank you, not a colony. <laughs> it's a colony. Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you said the common league. <laughs> That's a colony. Oh, fucking hell. I'm going from a political shot <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> but yeah, bit shit, yeah. No, I've got that too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's right. Do, like do you like it just a little bit? I just like to be a family. Just go with kids sliding on the floor, listen to this. And I'll gladly cheat along with the gay and I do watch just a little bit. <laughs> bit farmer. Ooh, arrgh. I'm in the dance. They don't dance because they, they can't do it. So you just pick your hands on your knees like you just move around. You're dancing. You're dancing in your chair. Just a little bit. Oh, wish I could walk. 
Oh, God. Right, so. Number two. It reached number two. It was its highest chart position. Um, it was on the chart for 14 weeks. Um, yeah, kind of the reason we did it. I'll start by saying I wish that, first of all, I was as intelligent as James Dean Bradfield. Uh, second, I only wish I could play his guitar as well as him. <laughs> and third, I could never ever get anywhere close to his singing abilities. That's how much I would like James Dean Bradfield. He's got a very unique voice. It, this is a tune as well. My favourite Welshman with that shadow of a Your favourite Welshman? My favourite Welshman with that shadow of a um, James Dean Bradfield. Go on then, what's yours? I don't know. I don't know who my favourite Welshman is. Um, I, don't, I don't know. James Dean Bradfield. Yeah, well, yeah, he can have it, yeah. Um, I prefer him too. Like, oh, this is the one thing about the Manics though, you know I don't like politics in my music, yeah, and they love a bit of politics in their music. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, but hang on a minute, I'll fucking love the dead Kennedys, they're like so liberal that you believe, and I'm so liberal, and I'm not that liberal. Yeah, 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 but, great song. This was their comeback as well, wasn't it? They'd been away for a while. Richie had jumped off the bridge. Richie Manic update in Kerrang, remember? Richie Manic update. <laughs> yeah, Richie Manic update. Beep, beep, beep. Nobody's found him yet. <laughs> Fucking hell. More on the five o'clock news update. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Richie had decided to go uh, two years before this. Yeah. 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 Eighteen months, I think, roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of them didn't piss about in terms of like, like he's gone. He obviously wanted to, and I don't know for certain, but they are thickest thieves. They're all school friends. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They knew. Do you what think? He wanted to do. do you think he's? Do you think he like topped himself or not? Or do you think he just fucked off? Because weren't the thing always that there was just a pair of shoes left or something? No, it's fucking escorts. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, it was there? Oh, no way, I didn't think it was there. Oh, no way. Christ, I've drove over that loads of times, man. No. No way. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to go on too much, right? Yeah. I've had so much experience with suicide and people go missing and yeah. buy various shit with friends. And myself, I'm not the most stable person <laughs> in the world when it comes to this kind of shit. So I literally don't know. But the depressed side of me thinks he's at the bottom of the seven. Yeah. The nice side of me thinks he just went, I'm off, see you later. But I don't think that's the case because I couldn't do that. Yeah. And just leave your family, your mum, dad, your brother, sister, brother, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. off. They know you pissed off anyway. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, come on, at least yeah. give them an answer. Mm, mm. It's either I know, yeah, you know I know what I mean, what you mean. do yourself in and let them know that you've done yourself in, or 
fuck off and never say a word again. What was what was his what was his, his crack? Was he just depressed with everything? Was he? Did he not like the? Um... He wasn't. He, he, he was. He, he wasn't a drinker. Yeah. Uh, not that many was he drugs. So I don't know. Stuff, so yeah. no. He was the. I'm not sure when Manix first came around. It's Steve Lamack. That was it. Yeah. Steve yeah, yeah, Lamack. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 this is an anecdote from Steve Lamack, Radio One, yeah. back in the day. For, he said when he first. Uh, no, he interviewed them. Uh, when they'd just done their first album, I can't think what it's called, anyway, um, and Stephen Mack was interviewing him and blah, 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 and uh, Richie Manick was getting a little bit annoyed by his questions and blah, 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 mm. and anyway, he asked the question, are you lot for real? So, Richie Manick, yes, yes, went, yes, anyone yes. got a fucking knife or a fucking razor or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. So he apparently grabbed the Stanley Blade and he wrote for, for real, real in his arm and he went, was, go. was that on that, was it? That's that was that was to Steve Mac. Was it, that an Steve, album cover? Uh, that was a, that, a that single was, cover or something. Did they use it as something? Oh god. Uh, I've seen it, you know what I mean? Spare to wear as a tattoo of the thing. It might have been used on like the back cover of of a of a single yeah, or some I, I can definitely remember he seeing it. Did it and obviously because it was a, a radio on the interview there would have been other people there with Steve Lamackie's crew yeah, so yeah, 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 photos yeah. taken it was genuine enemy were there as well and they witnessed it so yeah in fact he actually wrote carved for real in his arm yeah yeah he did yeah yeah so yeah like I say dunno never met the bloke <laughs> Dad, I'll, I'll never know to this day, but yeah, he's, he's, he obviously had the same struggles I've had. He's well, yeah. I, I, I didn't decide to fuck off to Goa or chip myself off Bristol Bridge. All right for real on your arm? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good album, though. Completely changing the subject. Yeah. This was Everything Must Go, yeah? That. Was this Everything Must Go album? Yes. Yeah. Um, there's. The song on the, uh, one of the albums, uh, Kevin Carter. Has got Kevin Carter. And I, I, it was the first song that I, it was the first song I ever heard trumpet used casually. Like, <laughs> so, a few years later, Jeff Phillips' first album. I'm yeah. going, gotta get trumpet on one of the tracks, and we did. <laughs> <laughs> it was all from Kevin Carter, influenced from that song from the Maddox. Oh man, I, that. Everything Must Go, that, that was a big album. You guessed that, didn't you, for the, uh, the selling. Loads of singles off it, loads of singles, loads of airplay. It was proper zeitgeist, like, it was, you know. For Maddox, it was, do we split up or do we become uh, a fucking media sensation? Mm. And that's what they chose. Mm. They mm. Really good songs on that album. Yeah. Really good. I, you know, I've said it a couple of times, but I, yeah, I can remember listening to that. I can remember you having that album, listening to that a lot, and there's some there's it's some really good stuff on it. It's a decision to make in a band because, I mean, every band I've been in, I've pretty much been mates with every single one. Yeah. I've never joined yeah. a band where I've never known any single person in it, and for them, like I said, the children are friends. So it was like, what do we do? He's made his choice. We're gonna make ours. Mm. In my opinion, they made the right choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's you know we've listened to that one. And this is it then. Time and a half. This is number one. This is the it. song. The song that number can, one. Can, can you remember? Can, do, you, do you have any inkling of what it is? Oh, I, I, before you do, well, oh, come on, come on. Is it, oh, fuck's 
sake, is it going to be something like pulp or something? It's going to be pulp or something. Right, right. Fuck it. Let me give it a build up for you. It's not common people because that got beaten by Robson and Jerome. <laughs> so it's not common people. You're so far off with pulp, honestly. Yeah. Let me give you a build up. It's going to be something stupid. It's going to be a novelty <laughs> record, isn't it? Right. It was, it was number one. To my knowledge, this is... This I bear in mind, you told me, don't check. And I, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I genuinely do not know what was number one in this week. It's this... I think it's this artist's only number one. I'm pretty sure it is. It was number one for two weeks. It was also number two on the US Billboard so Top 100. So not a one-it wonder. It's not a one-it wonder. Oh, he's not... Well, I don't know. Are they still going now? Is he still going now? Is it, is it Robbie Williams? It can't be Robbie oh, Williams. Is it Robbie Let's Williams? Kill that. Is he still going there? Are you Go ready? Do it. I think he's taking a fall. <laughs> Mark, whatever his name was. Mark Morrison. The, the convicted criminal from Leicester. Here we go. Oh! Leicester's finest. Leicester's finest. <laughs> yeah. As n- number two on the US Billboard, this was as well. As number one in England. He, 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 he released this, got done for whatever it was with his mates because they thought the Pats are in a nightclub or not, did a job on someone. Yeah, probably. Got done for that, went to prison, did a few songs after it. Is that right? Is he done stuff? He must be still calling it in from this. Oh, he must be calling it in from this. He wrote it, but the performing rights from this must be. Yeah. Mark, one of his names, isn't it? Mark, Mark, Mark Morrison. Mark Morrison, yeah. yeah. I would <coughs> put this in the same category. Not musically wise, but niche and little thing wise as um, like a Rick Astley song. Everybody fucking knows no, this song. No, 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 this was, this was like um, the way they're trying to portray it. was like it's like let's make this dude like the new sort of Will Smith. Version of Will Smith, he ain't got the charisma of Will Smith. Yeah, but they needed Token Blackman to do the whole yeah. summertime tunes. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what they needed, and they found Mark Morrison. Twenty-seven weeks on the chart, two weeks at number one. You know, like the, I said, yeah, 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 the Token Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found yeah. Him. yeah, yeah. Proper rotter, apparently. Proper rotter. Yeah. Proper rotter. <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, obviously, because yeah, 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 yeah. with the Jim Foxy podcast, we, we can't say too much because we haven't got a legal team, and yeah. me personally sitting here, I also haven't got a legal team, so I'm going to leave it there. You know, you know when he's boys coming after you, he's, uh, he's lawyers I'll knocking on your door. I'll say, would you press stop? <laughs> so, that's, that's wow. kind of it. That's, that, that's was, the, um, that was amazing. That's the, uh, that's the countdown from the, from the 21st to the 27th. That's only six days, isn't it? So, I don't know, to the 28th, I don't know, I didn't it's that see week a anyway. Echo Belly in it as well. Which no. Is, there's a band that I liked as well. No, I mean, there was no like. Sway, no, no, no. Yeah. It's I weird, even isn't said it? Bernard Butler, who was the guitarist, as well, because I thought one of the songs was, was there. Was I, I, would th- I thought when I looked at this that it might be, be a bit more um, like indie rock or British indie kind of stuff on the chart, but no, there's not. So, yeah, thanks a lot. 
Nice that, one. That was amazing. Have you got anything you want to plug? Anything you want to... No, you've got a wicked podcast. Okay, really, thank you. Have. you, you th- have. Thank you very much. Um, have you got a song that you'd like to... Uh, I'd like to play us out with? Is it, and Pick a song in the whole world. You can pick anything. From that genre? No, from anything. Anything um, you want. You're the guest. Pick a song. Um... I'm putting you on the spot a bit there, obviously. Dolly Parton, Jolene. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. How do you spell Jolene? Uh, uh, the way the Americans do. Yeah, of course. Nineteen seventy-three. See, I would have. I'd love to put that um, your cover thing. On. Jolene, 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 Jolene. It was off the cuff that. However, you can hear me and my best friend in the entire world, Mark Kowalski, singing this on the album, uh, sorry, on the EP. This is not the greatest EP in the world. This is just a... <laughs> Tribute. Tribute. <laughs> you made me laugh in person. By Nick and the Lefties. Oh, God. You can never cover this song, but we did. In, into, um... Is this, is this something that you covered it straight up? Uh, pull that album straight up first, and then into Jolene. Hence why the song's called Straight Up Jolene. Just, okay. just go on YouTube, play the song. Go on YouTube, look for it, Ning of the Lefties, Jolene, Walter Abdul, you know Straight it. Up. Um, yeah, okay. Till next time. Catch you later. There's nothing I can do to keep from crying when he calls your name Jolene.